Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1033, air date February 13th, 2022. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. Uh, we have some exciting um, news on the ground from you, for all of you. Uh, it is uh, Sunday at around 2 p.m., but we have one of our awesome Truth, Freedom, and Health Warriors, um, Desiree, who's on the ground in Ottawa, and she's going to be having direct live interviews uh, with truckers who've really put their life on the line, their careers on the line, their families on the line, and have gone out there uh, to really share and uh, with people that they are willing to uh, build a movement that's bottoms up. So we have live Desiree, and I want to talk to you about that. And, and let me bring Desiree in. Desiree, are you there? Bring Desiree in. Hi, Desiree. Yep. Hello. Desiree. Good afternoon. So we have Desiree. She's one of our Truth for the Health Warriors. She's with Paul, right? In, yep. in Canada. Paul, how are you? I'm doing well. Good. Doing so we, well. Have, we have people coming in. So let's just wait. We got, uh, it's just growing very rapidly, close to 300 people live, but let's just wait for people to come in. Uh, we have people from all over the world, and I'll put you up some of their messages, Paul. You can see Bless the Truckers, Bottoms Up, okay? Uh, I don't know if you can see these messages, Viva Canada. So these are people from all over the world signing in, so we'll wait for people to, um, there's people from Florida. We just want to let you know a lot of people are supporting you guys. Uh, about six weeks ago, um, you know, one of our people up in Canada, this is right before, I think the eve of before this started, uh, one of our people up there was telling us that Trudeau was going to stop American truckers from going through the border. They had to get vaccinated before they could deliver goods to Alaska. So at that time, you know, uh, we had said, you know, it's really, really important for the truckers in Canada and the truckers in the United States to unite. And it was awesome because a few days later, people started doing that. So we were very, very excited uh, to know that the working people, be it in Canada or the working people in America, were starting to unite. And I think that's really the, the awesome example that you guys have all set forward here because you're basically telling us it's bottoms up. And that's what our movement has been telling people that the, the future of the world is not going to come from these politicians because if anything, they're always going to force us to rely on them and they always sell us out. But go ahead, Paul, uh, Desiree. Um, okay. Sure. So I'm Desiree. I'm in Ottawa, Canada. I am a truth, freedom, health warrior, and I am a citizen journalist. And I am here with Paul. And Hello. he is, I'm just going to ask a few questions. And uh, he's a trucker here. He's been here through the whole time, right? January 27th, we arrived. Oh, early, long time. Yeah. So um, why did you get involved in this? Desiree, can you just move? Yeah, that's great. Desiree, go ahead, Paul. Sorry about that. Sure. Yeah. You know, I got involved with this um, specifically when they started with the children, having to vaccinate the children. And, you know, parents know better. We know what's good for our children. You know, they didn't even take the natural immunity into consideration for anybody. Right. And that's when my wife and I, we, we stepped up. Our daughter had to take it and she felt horrible. But to, to rent the place where she lived, that was a requirement. Yes. In Calgary. In Calgary. In Calgary. Right? Yeah. yeah. And um, what, I guess if you could just explain a little bit of what's going on right now, like today. Oh, today? Well, <sighs> uh, 
Yeah. You know, there is so much support here from the public. Um, it's been incredible. There's There's been so many trades, people come down and everything and tensions high because, you know, there's a big vote coming in on Monday and they probably like us gone before that happens. But you know, it's always the unknown, right? It's always I've been, the unknown. I've been hanging out. I've been hanging out with these guys holding the line just down the block here. So yeah, I totally understand that the tensions are high. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, the public keep us encouraged. They come down with smiles. They bring us care packages. They homemade food. It's been an incredible experience. And when you get Alberta and Quebec standing on the same block, that's pretty good. Yeah, because there's always been this uh, various differences, right, across Canada. And this has really brought people together, as I understand. Yes. Absolutely. What's your and dog's name, Paul? Pardon me? What kind of dog is that? What's, what's his name? Oh, she's a basset hound. She's with uh -huh. a bit of bully in her. Her name's Flo. Hey, Flo. We got yeah. two, two guys here. She's a great she's truck companion. She's a sweetheart. Yeah. Yeah, she and and we do have we do have Paul's wife in the background here too. Just just so you know. How are you? Oh, there you go. And Hi. her name's Barb. Nice to meet Hi, you. Hi, Barb. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Great to have you. <laughs> we, have, we have close to 600 people now live, and all of who right. think you guys are great heroes and supporting. I'll just throw up some of these messages. You're you're my hero. That's to you guys. Um, hope the convoy comes to the U.S. Right? Yes. Thank you all these wonderful messages coming through. Oops, that's a blank one. Uh, thank you so much. Okay. Once uh, we're done here, we're coming to the U.S. Oh, That's right awesome. on. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Go ahead, and, I'm Sorry. Yep. Okay. A couple, a few more questions here. Um, what? I guess how is it? How is it that others can support you? Oh wow! There's, you know, if people walk up and down the streets and take the name of the side of a truck and phone that company and thank them for their support. My boss has gotten threatened. His children were threatened. Uh, it's It's been terrible here. So if companies know that, you know, people are behind them, that makes a huge difference, right? And just come down, come down and stand with us. The more people we have here, they have to listen. Oh my goodness, me! they must <laughs> listen. Yeah. Paul, if you notice, someone from uh, we have people from Australia. We have a lot of Truth, Freedom, and Health people there. So this is oh, yes. from Australia. We have been in Canberra nice. protesting. So again, here's people from UK, uh, people from wow. Portugal. So all over the world, people are watching this right now and and, and this interview. Go ahead, Desiree. Wow, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's nice to have that support from all those countries, eh? That's yeah. Incredible. yeah, that's amazing, and it's yeah, so here's interesting. From, here's from Nova Scotia. Oops, uh, oops. Here's from Nova Scotia. You can see um, uh, here's someone. Uh, someone just uh, thank you. Here's from Atlanta, wow. California, uh, Georgia. So people. All, here's also wow. from South Africa, Paul. We got someone from <laughs> South Africa here. That's nice. incredible. Yep. Nice. Incredible. Yeah. So that's the one thing that I know when we're on the like in the meetings and stuff like that, you can just know what's going on through the Truth, Freedom, Health movement is you have those weekly meetings and then there's the open house and people can have conversation and ask questions. Yes. Um, so you really get connected when you're like, you don't know what's going on in other parts of the world. When, you know, the one time I was like, we found out that masks were being worn on the streets in France. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know, Great. so it's, right. it's really nice Great. to be connected with so many people, right? Yes. Um, India just wrote in, Paul. He's watching from Asia and India. So oh, wow. 
Here's from Kenya, Africa. Here's from Cambodia. Okay. <laughs> Hi from Canada. <laughs> All time zones, Paul. All yeah. time zones covered for you. Go ahead. That's right. So um, you were saying, I guess, just to reiterate what you said, is if people are down in Ottawa and they see some of the trucks out um, out on the streets, to call and support the, the companies because there is the backlash. You yeah. know, you get the random people, anti-protesters, that kind of stuff coming out, just causing shit. Oh my and and they're fierce. They're fierce, yeah. So if you're if you're in the Ottawa area or you want to come from anywhere, Vancouver, come from Tofino and say hello to Paul. Right. Yeah. From <laughs> Sook right here, we drove 4,650 kilometers. Wow. What was that? What did Paul's wife say? Could you repeat that? Um, she, she said, do you want to hear? No, go ahead. No. Oh, okay. So she said that um, there was a fella from Souk, BC, who drove 4,000 4, kilometers, 4,600 kilometers to get here. And so we're just encouraging everybody to come out. Um, and when they do get here, to call in and praise the truckers for being here to combat the anti-protest, like the anti-peaceful yeah. protest people, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess um, another question here is, is this just about the mandates? No. Well, it's about getting mandates. It's about ending the mandates. It's about giving us our freedom back to make our own choices. But we have no confidence. But we, you know, it's, it's um, we've all been brought up to believe our government and our doctors and this it's gone too far what they've done to our families our children dividing them splitting them enough is enough you know so to stop the mandates is absolutely correct yes okay and one last question here what do you consider a victory oh when Trudeau concedes that he's misled us and is off his out of his chair, mm, buddy, you will hear the horns go in this city. <laughs> Let me just say. Oh, tears and honking. And <laughs> yes, sir. Well, Paul, yep. one of the things, you know, we uh, want to share with you is it's been a long, long time since working people took matters into their own hands and yes. did what you guys are doing. To me, what you guys have already done is a huge victory. Because you yes. basically sent a message that we're not waiting for politicians. We're not waiting for others that working people are going to do what's right for them. So right. I don't know. Uh, to me, that's like already a victory because what's happened over the last 50 years is that the politicians and even the fake sort of activists have always been telling people to work with them to do backroom deals with politicians. And that's why we are, we're in this condition, the mandates, the censorship the uh you know the attack on health um all of these things have been because for in my view for 70 years um uh, working people have basically good people have been misled by not just the obvious trudeaus but the middle level conservatives and the middle level liberals who've all used working people to always say vote for me but at the end of the day they strike backroom deals and even right. in this own movement right there have been people who say one thing and do another be it even guys like this guy, Robert Kennedy, or even guys like they say one thing, but at the end of the day, they don't really want a bottoms up movement. And that's to me, what you guys have done has set the example of how historically people have won everything. It's always been working people 
on their own fighting. The billionaires and these guys are never even the so-called billionaires like Trump. You know, I voted for him. but found out that he was the one who supported Fauci. He didn't do anything to Hillary. Right. All these people always sell us out. Yes. So I think that's the biggest uh, to me. That's a big victory. What you guys yes. have done, because it shows how things that people aren't willing to just sort of wait for somebody else and that the politicians well, are basically prostitutes. Right. Yes. Right. They work for big pharma. They uh, if you remember about two years ago, as a scientist, I put out these videos starting to educate people on the immune system because the science, because once you suppress freedom, the scientists don't even say anything anymore because they're all lemmings. So uh, and uh, most people, if they forget where they came from, they will always sell out. And I, I was very fortunate. My grandparents, I don't know how much Desiree told you, were poor farmers. I grew up in working class town. So I never forgot where I came from, even though I got all this education. So when all this started, I basically was probably the first one to start educating people on the immune system. That is about boosting immunity. Yes. And had we d had other guys come out back in March, we wouldn't have this problem. Everyone just waited, you know, they, they watched which way the wind blew. And, right. and, and that's why I think it's really powerful what you guys have done that you guys have shown people that this is how we win. And so, so I just want to let, let you know that what you've already done, in my view, historically, is a massive, massive victory. Because now the establishment, we put the fear of God into them. And that's what they need. Yes, so. <laughs> that, that's exactly right. God needs to be brought back into the foundations of our countries. Is what yeah. they were founded on, right? We need yeah. to return to those fundamental things. Yeah. Yeah, yes. and, and, and I think many people forget, even if you look at many of these ancient teachings, be it from the Bible or from all of these, ultimately the real enemy wasn't the obvious establishment. Even if you look at the teachings of Christ, it was the not so obvious establishment. It was like the Sadducees and the Pharisees, you know, who said one thing, but they did the Parliament. exact opposite. Yeah. So I think I think that's why I think it's, it's really, really uh, great. I, uh, you know, we've been... Um, uh, doing a lot of protests here. And we've been telling people not to go to the state houses, but to go right to the centers of where the pharma companies are. In Cambridge, Massachusetts here, there's a place called Kendall Square, where if you stand in one place and you just look around, you'll see Pfizer, you'll see Moderna, you'll see Google, you'll see Facebook, you'll see Monsanto, all these companies uh -huh. are within a 12 block radius. And trillions of dollars flow through that one area. So we've been telling people, you know, we should do mass action there. Because the politicians, by the time they're involved, it's just prostitution, right? They, they yes. just say, hey, Trudeau's basically a prostitute, right? His whole family. Oh, uh, yes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I have to laugh if the phone's shaking. Every time you say he's a prostitute, I have a chuckle. Well, no, <laughs> I, I, think, I think that's the reality, right? Because these guys are the prostitutes. And so... Yeah we need to start educating people at the real centers of power, the big pharma, big academia, um, right. you know, big uh, tech guys. And those are the ones who fund these politicians. I mean, I don't know where Trudeau's funding comes from, you know, but it's not from, you know, it could be from the, uh, the, the crown still, right? In England. Right. Um, but, but, you know, isn't he the one that here in Canada won't uh, release he has to sign a letter in order for Moderna and Pfizer to release the ingredients, right? And he won't do that, right? That's yes, what we did was we just, we so looked at the FDA. 
we looked at the FDA letter, Paul, and we just found the ingredients. And one of the things I did many years ago, I created a technology to analyze these ingredients on the computer. So tomorrow uh, I'm going to be doing a video looking at the ingredients we found, and then we're going to run one by one through our technology to figure out how it affects, let's say, inflammation. Because inflammation oh, nice. is the source of nice. all of these problems. Nice. So, I will be watching. For right. sure. Nice. Yeah. For sure. But uh, can, let me ask you a question. Are I know if I, if I wanted to come to Canada, that the borders, I got to be vaccinated, right? Is that still true? That's still true. Yeah. So there's no and other way for an American citizen to come into Canada without being vaccinated now, right? That's correct. Yeah. And, now, can and you guys cross a border without being vaccinated? No. <laughs> Unless, what if you did the whole over the bridge as, as a refugee? <laughs> I don't know right? about that. That's about it. That might be one way. I don't know. Oh, yeah, but no, you, yeah, it's you. You have to be vaccinated, even you know? to leave Canada. You got to be vaccinated. Yeah. I say. Oh yes, yeah. You got to be vaccinated to go from one province to another. No, but no. Oh, okay, so not you, yet. If you're flying, if you're flying, if you're, fly, if you're flying, you do. If you're flying, you do. Um, but if you're not flying, if you're driving, there's no border check stops. Mm. But there was talk of them doing that for. Um, it's like trucking and movement and the truck. Yeah. The, um, they did that early on in the pandemic. They had the scales every um, a border where you had to go in and they would stop you and ask you about what you're doing and stuff, right? And oh. Yeah, yeah. When it first started, When it right? first started? Yeah. Like a, a quarantine kind of... No, they um, would just ask you if you've been to the States. They would ask you all, the, all that list oh, of the questions. questions. Yeah, at the scales, each problem. But they aren't doing that anymore? No. Okay. Well, so are the truckers, Are there? is there a place in Canada where the truckers are right on the border between Canada and the U.S.? Is there any location right now? What's that? Any what? Is there a location, if I went, if I went all the way to the border, right? Is there a place that we could support the truckers? Is there a border oh. town? Yeah, Which, where is that? Every commercial border in Canada. Right across, right? Like Niagara, oh, really? Detroit, yeah. yeah. That's, that's one thing, yeah. Coots, Alberta, Milk River, um, every single border. Like, there's this in Ottawa going on right now. Um, and then at almost every border crossing, there's truckers, there's farmers, there's cowboys with their horses. Like, and then there's other little convoys going around in other places and, and stuff like that as well. Yeah. I said. Yeah. Yeah. So, Paul, so many you, people coming out. Paul, what do you think is going to happen? What do you think? Uh, what does the trajectory seem like right now? What do you think people are going to do? What oh, do you think? we know that Trudeau's going to. We're. They got this big vote on Monday, and we know they're going to vote Trudeau out. There's what, such what, a. What, 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 what is the vote on Monday? Can you let the audience know what the vote is on Monday? It's uh, it's the Federal House of Commons, and it's a non-confidence vote in our Prime Minister. It's live, it's, it's, live, it's live televised on CPAC, CPAC uh -huh. at 3.15. Yeah, CPAC, so CPAC.ca, and it's live streamed. That's our program. Tomorrow at what, 3? Right. 3.15. 3.15. Eastern Standard Time. Well, just to tell you, we got close to like a 1,000 people right now watching you. 
Okay. That's amazing. Yeah. So about 800, 900 people right now. It's going up and down. So, so tomorrow is the so if they vote no confidence and do they do they call an election? What what's the steps? I I'm not exactly sure. I believe it's up to the governor general at that point uh -huh. to to act on the vote yeah. and remove them from power. Yeah, so someone just put up here, Dr. Shiva, this is a ground-up movement talking about it. No one is coming to save us. So we have to do it ourselves. Yeah, this is one thing, um, Paul, that we wanted to share with you. You know, when we, you know, we, every Mondays, tomorrow night, for example, we, we've created this course that we teach people how to build movements. And one of the things we talk about is that history shows it's working people when they come up bottoms up. And we also share that whenever working people come bottoms up, the first thing the establishment wants to do is to stop those movements, right? And they want to just sometimes they'll even throw a bone to people, okay? And, yeah. and we got a knock at the door. Oh, you got a knock at the door? One okay. second, guys. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Hello. Sorry. So anyway, to everyone coming in, we have Paul here with Desiree. Desiree is one of our Truth Freedom Health Warriors. Hey, Desiree. And Desiree is doing a live interview because we wanted to get the truth from the ground. We didn't want to wait for, you know, Sucker Carlson, you know, after the fact or anyone like that in the U.S. here we want, or to the world. So uh, we're interviewing live, Paul. And Desiree, you're going to go over to someone else, right, shortly? Yeah, yeah, there's one. There's another fella that I'll just go across the street to. Okay. Um, he's got children in the vehicle, so uh, we'll okay. hope to go through it, but super well, nice fella. Well, Paul's from been, we don't want to... Um, no. We want to thank him for his hospitality, him and his wife. But Desiree is going to go uh, to another trucking family, and she's going to interview them. Let me just say goodbye to Paul. Okay. But uh, I got a lot, lot of people still watching from Australia. Let me just uh, keep her thanking you, Desiree. Thank you, Desiree. You can see. Yeah. That. Give me a second to put my coat back on, and I'll okay. I'll head out. Yeah. Well, they think they're done. They're just, you know, okay. Paul, like thank I'm. You. I'm I'm gonna say, like, look at this. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, zoom in on that. Oh, there's a whole. Envelope. Oh, um, how to? Can you bring it up? No, closer? no, that's good. Just that's great. That's a thank you note from people right there. Thank yeah. you from Linda Toronto. Thank you for everything. Be strong. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you very much for your time. Oh, and and look, this is yesterday. how many how many they have from yesterday. Wow! Like the love, the the. It's amazing. That's all. Oh, Canada United, right here. It's unbelievable. It's awesome. unbelievable. Have you all cried? Right. Oh my gosh. Have you oh, cried uh, at all this time? Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, 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 we, 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 we tell people, Paul, it's uh, Beyond Left and Right, Workers Unite, Truth, Freedom, and Health. That's the slogan we, we keep doing. Nice. Well, it's Beyond I like Left that. and Right, Beyond Black and White. And the fact that they try to brand people as Nazis and white supremacists is pretty disgusting. But Obviously, everyone looking here knows that you're a uh, everyday working person, and you love people, yes. right? And people love Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks, Paul. Thank, Thank you Paul. very much. Thanks. Thank you. Okay. Thank, Thank you, you. everyone. Thanks welcome, for welcome. You. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna do a little walk. I don't know if you want me to beat myself yeah, yeah, for a second. I'll, I'll just. I'll. I'll keep talking to people. So. Okay. Go ahead. So, it won't. It won't take me long. Okay. Great. I'll, okay. I'll just. I'll just watch you, Desiree. So, everyone, this is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. We're doing a special live right from uh, Ottawa. We just talked to Paul and his wife uh, in their truck there in Ottawa. They're obviously protesting the attack on truth, freedom, and health in Canada. 
Uh, their movement has been galvanizing people all over the world. As many of you know, um, our movement for Truth, Freedom, and Health has always consistently said it is for working people to unite. And whenever working people come bottoms up and they go beyond left and right, the first thing the establishment tries to do is to tell people that they should somehow capitulate, you know, be ready to take one or two bones. And that's been the course of history. You can look at the anti-war movement, the civil rights movement. You can look at many, many movements that typically the establishment watches which way this bottoms up movement is going. And right now, I can guarantee you in Canada, they're working very hard to try to find some fake leader to push push as the leaders of the truckers to strike a deal with them, meaning a strike a deal, meaning that they all just be happy with some compromise and walk away. So we have Desiree over here. Um, Desiree, can you hear us? Oops, let me undo. So Desiree, you're walking over to another uh, trucking family, right? Oops, you got to um, undo. Sorry. You're, walk you're walking over some to another family, right? To another trucker? Yeah, I am. See, this okay. is... So we're just on a on a side street here. What's the weather? Uh, we're not. We're about six blocks from Parliament. So, our um, our uh, our road is like full of truckers and cars and vans and motorhomes and <laughs> like just tons of people. Like, there's the one thing that's nice is that there's a lot of people, not even just truckers, but holding the line for people you know, stay in the night, which then that makes us more uh, power in numbers, right? So, <coughs> yeah. Right. Uh, how many, first of all, a couple of questions. Um, people, how many people are there right now? And, oh, yeah. um, I don't know. Yesterday okay. was insane. It was the busiest day ever. Um, today it's like minus 20 Celsius. Um, it's cold. So right and the humidity now really it, kicks you. It's minus 20 degrees there? Yep. With a wind chill and humidity, which is like so chilling, it's not even funny. Wow. Okay. Well, everyone. Like, it's not like even, it's not even like Saskatchewan. I thought we were cold there. I see. So this, this is my block and my people I've been hanging out with for the last two weeks. Oh, okay. Wonderful people. Where have you been staying, uh, Desiree? Okay. Give me a second to just get okay. in here. I'm going to put myself on mute for a second. All right. So, everyone, that's uh, Desiree, one of our Truth, Freedom, Health Warriors, right in Ottawa. So, we just interviewed Paul and his family, and Desiree's walking to another, um, another uh, trucking family. We're going to be speaking to them. But we wanted to share with everyone what's going right on the ground, because obviously, you know, the mainstream media is never going to cover any of this because the mainstream media is just going to try to brand people as white supremacists, Nazis, etc. When you can see what we just shared with you with Paul, he's gotten many, many letters, people thanking him, uh, people loving what they're doing. And as uh, someone just wrote in, it was minus 26 degrees Celsius yesterday. Uh, and uh, they went back to Ottawa uh, again. So we have Desiree right now, who is going to get into someone else's car. Oh, she's pointing down there somewhere, but we'll be back to her. But I wanted to share with everyone while Desiree's getting ready, you know, the movement for truth, freedom and health, we keep saying is interconnected. What's happened right now is that over the last, particularly the last two years, but frankly, over the last 50 to 60 years, there's been an attack on working people, the vaccine mandates, the censorship, 
the election fraud that we've all seen is the end of a, of a problem. It's not the beginning. It's the end of a long cycle of attack on working people. And I want everyone to understand that this is not um, the, the, you know, the, the beginning of something, but this has been the end of a long, long uh, process that's been taking place to working people. And that process has essentially been the reality that working people have been under attack. And I just want to share with everyone um, something here so everyone understands sort of the the um, the reality of this. I'm going to bring this up right here um, so people understand that the attack on working people is has been something that's been going on for a long, long time. It's not been something that just recently took place. It's been something it's been something that's been ongoing. And one of the flyers that uh, Desiree and others have been handing out in uh, Canada, and I'm going to bring up that flyer here so everyone sees it, and everyone can get this on our site because it really tells people the foundations of what's been going on. Let me bring this up. Desiree, are you, let me see if Desiree's back. Desiree, are you there? Yeah, I am. I'm here with Dustin. Okay. Hi, and Dustin. How are you? Oh, wow. It's a beautiful baby. How old is he? Uh, she's four months Jeez. old. Okay. Wow. Yeah. She's going to be a, she's going to be a fighter. Growing yeah. up. And we got awesome. our two year old with us too. Oh, really? Great. Yeah. Go ahead, yeah. Desiree. Why don't, so by the way, we have close to a thousand, uh, 900 people, uh, listening to you, Dustin. So you got a huge, uh, audience of supporters. I just want to show you some of the messages that people are sharing here. If you can see this, right. They, they called your baby a sweetheart, right? So you can see all of these messages we're getting in from everywhere. New Zealand, okay? Thank you. Yeah, so you got people from all over the world. It's not... That's amazing. Yeah, what you guys have done is you've unleashed uh, a movement that people are finally realizing that it is working people rising up that's going to change the world, not politicians. So we, we applaud you for everything you've done. You're really setting uh, a historical example of how how people should behave so in my view you guys have set you guys made a big victory already by doing what you've done and and i know you guys have put a lot on the line here go ahead desiree so, okay so thank you dustin um and we've we've got the little ones in here so we might be interrupted a teeny bit but we'll no, see no worries um but yeah so um why is this why is it that you got involved with this movement it's been a long time coming for us uh our firstborn was, she was born just before COVID hit. And every step of the way, the government's been telling us we can't visit family. We can't go here. We have to mask up. We can't get together for holidays. And, uh, you know, for for the very most part of this, we we complied with the orders and we didn't. My, my dad didn't know our, our oldest daughter for the first year of her life because we did what we were told, what we were asked. And... At some point, you start to listen to more doctors and scientists that talk about this, and they're saying, you know, it's we're getting control of it, we're dwindling down, um, it's time to start opening up. But then they keep adding more and more lockdowns and mandates. And right now, like we wanted to get on this because we know the hurt and the pain and suffering that families are, are going through. And they do a very good job of trying to make us think we're alone. But every time you talk to somebody, they, they have the same story you do. And they've been through the same hardships. This is worldwide. And 
Uh, we didn't know it would come to this level, but we knew we had to do something. And with trucking, being a trucking family, we knew we could get on board with this. And it's just we, my wife would spend so many nights sitting at home crying, thinking about, we'd listen to Justin Trudeau talk and, and it would seem hateful, so hateful from a guy that's, you know, always been about the people being together. And, and she would cry thinking about what was going to happen next and what kind of world our children were going to grow up in. So we just knew we had to get on this. And, you know, we just, we were coming for a drive. That, that was it. Um, we're truckers. We already drive. We thought not that we didn't know it was going to turn into something like this. We've got people from all over messaging us. It's it's so heartwarming. Dustin, I got one question for you. In you know uh, about three years ago, I went to this big truckers protest they had in front of the White House in the United States, and uh, what I learned was in the United States, only fifteen percent of the truckers belong to the big trucking conglomerates and the big unions. 85% of the truckers are trucking families, small businesses. And over the last, you know, 10 to 20 years, the big guys have been putting more and more regulations on the small families to try to basically squeeze them to join the big trucking associations. Is that same thing been going on? It is. In, in Canada, we have, uh, I believe it's the CTA, it's Canadian Trucker Alliance or Association. I don't know which it is, but... Yeah. Um, you know, whenever you hear the mainstream media talk about anything, they, they talk as if they represent all trucking and they don't, they represent a few of the mega carriers in Canada, um, that are all the fleet company drivers. They don't represent the owner operators out there. They do have owner operators working for the big carriers, but it's, it is a similar thing. The vast majority of truckers are independent or they work for small companies that aren't represented by those organizations. Yeah, I, I was, I was fascinated because I hung out with these people and they were telling us that over the last like 20, 30 years, the big trucking companies can swap out drivers easily. <laughs> He's beautiful. And uh, and so they started putting these devices in the trucking, right, to, to monitor people, putting more and more regulations to basically try to squeeze uh, families like you out. So you have to basically either basically hire more people to help yeah. out or join the big guys. Yeah, no, that's it's similar, very similar. They they want everyone to be part of the, one of the mega carriers, and that's why when whenever rules and regulations get passed, it's based on the mega carriers and what they want, like your largest carriers out there. Um, and and that's kind of the end game is they they would prefer just some big companies to to run the industry. Absolutely. So so Dustin, do you think the vaccine mandates are part of that regulatory process to try to squeeze out the small guys? So the so, what do you think about that? Because uh, one of the ideas that's been is you know whenever the government imposes these top down regulations, regulations always help the big guys because you put the small guys out of business. And to me, it felt like the vaccine mandates, where the government saw an opportunity, will squeeze these guys even more. And so the people like you who have principles, typically small business owners have more principles, right? Then when they join yeah. the big guys, they'll hold the ground. And the idea is to squeeze them out. It's it seemed that way. Uh, they like restaurants too. They they shut down all these restaurants, these small gyms. Um, you know, it seemed like it, it at some point anybody. I'm sure every Canadian at some point has thought to themselves, it's almost like an attack on small business. Yeah. Uh, they I know small businesses were offered a a, a loan to temporarily help, um, and then I think 75 percent of it had to be paid back, but. 
I know for us and our trucking company specifically that, you know, we eat that amount up in a month and a half. So we're two years into this and there hasn't been a lot of help for small business owners, but like restaurant owners specifically have been shut down multiple times. Barbers, hairdressers, uh, so many of them I, I could sit and list all day and I wouldn't even get to all of them, all these small businesses, but yet big corporations have been busier than ever. And I know a lot of people have been talking about that. Yeah. I mean, in, in, I mean, if you look at it, Amazon, Walmart, Costco, all these guys doubled their revenue in the last 16 months. Yeah. Small businesses went out, but uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, thanks for sharing. Go ahead, Desiree. Get a couple okay. more questions. Yeah. So can you tell me what's going on right now today? Uh, right now, the streets are packed. People have been out here all weekend uh, showing support. It's been very friendly. Uh, I've heard there might be an anti-protest a few blocks away that uh, surrounded a bunch of supporters. Uh, there's police there. I don't know how that's going, but everything out here has been really friendly, happy, uh, insanely heartwarming. We're all kind of waiting because tomorrow they're doing the federal vote to remove all mandates at 3.15 p.m. at the House of Commons. Um, so we're all kind of waiting just just hoping that that goes well. And yeah, it's just every street corner. It's like a little community. Uh, people are feeding each other, uh, giving each other hugs, making sure that everyone's got support and supplies and a place to shower, a place to sleep. Um, it's, it's just, it's amazing out here. Every day I come out here, it's just amazing. It absolutely blows me away. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. And, um, how can others support you? or others truckers around as well? Um, so for the truckers for support, a lot of them came prepared for the long haul and the community has blown us away with support, uh, food, socks, dukes, uh, places to stay, anything you could ever need. At this point, the only thing that really helps guys, uh, uh, food, obviously we all need food, fuel, and, and money. Um, some of these people, the only thing keeping them here or not keeping them here has been the fact they have bills to pay. So I know some families have left and others have stayed. People have really helped us out. And that's, that's been the determining factor as to why we can still be here because we've shut down two businesses to come out here. And the support that we've received solely has kept us out here. So any of those things that people come out, uh, a gentleman just told me socks are a good thing. Uh, in the truck, I've got lots of socks. I'm not too worried about it, but there's way more people sleeping in cars and SUVs than there is big rigs. And if those people lose a pair of socks because they get wet, they've, they've got nothing, right? So, you know, it's it's amazing. But a lot of people are bringing stuff out like that. And uh, most importantly, uh, boots on the ground. Out here on weekends, we feel a lot more secure because there's more people out here. The police presence is less volatile during the week they've been doing some some shady stuff so having people out here it really helps like even if you just come out for the weekend you don't feel like you're doing much just being here helps so much mm -hmm. so justin what what kind so two follow-up questions i have is that so what's your typical day like you get up and so you 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 hang out near the truck you have your family there right your wife your your two kids right what's your typical day like uh where do you where do you go to the bathroom? Where do you, what do you eat? You know, can you tell us like what your typical day is? Yeah. So for us, we've been mobile. We got blocked out on the parkway the first day. They didn't let us downtown. So we've been coming in and out, bringing supplies. Uh, one day we came in when it snowed and we just shoveled the whole city block and, and laid salt down because uh, people were slipping around. 
we go do convoys around town. Uh, we've been down here for a day and a half now where we are now. Um, for the guys down at Parliament that are that are in there, um, bathrooms have been a big issue. Uh, some of them, people have brought them out, those porta-potties on a 20-liter pail, which isn't the most ideal situation, but they didn't allow porta-potties to come in. Um, you know, it's kind of warfare tactics on their part. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been interesting for us. We do things different cause we're not locked in. We can come and go as we please with our semi. So with the girls, it's ideal for us as well, not being locked into one specific place. And if anybody needs anything, we can leave and go get it and come back. So, so Justin, what you're, um, Dustin, what you're saying is there's two set, there's one set of people who are sort of locked in and the people near the parliament. And then outside of Parliament, you guys have a little more freedom to move around and go. Yeah, you bet. Um, on Wellington, and there's some other federal streets there, but Wellington, they've got all the trucks in there, and then they've got it barricaded, and then they got a block buffer where there's nothing there. And this is where the media will set up a lot, and they won't point towards Wellington where the 100,000 people are. They'll point away where there's a couple dozen people walking to Wellington, but they've got that one block buffer, and then they've got another barricade and a lot of trucks have set up outside that barricade. The ones that got blocked off, they've been building up outside the barricades. And uh, so, like, yeah, we're on a we're on a block here where there's a stretch in either direction for blocks of trucks and, and vehicles. And, you know, so we're not on a federal road. Wellington is actual crown land, my understanding is. Uh, those guys, they can leave, but they will not be allowed back in. So once a truck goes out, you can't do anything whereas where we are we're just on a on a side street we can leave and come back later today or tomorrow if we wanted so so basically where wellington is is that's where wellington to parliament that's one section and then you guys are outside of that area so you can move around yeah that's right okay now some of the guy a lot of the people I'm a rarity out here. A lot of these people that have been on these blocks out here are blocked in and they aren't when leaving like uh, on the, on the block I'm at right now, a good chunk of the people have been here since the beginning and they haven't moved. So it's just with with the girls, once we got stuck on the parkway, we found out about a good encampment that we could go to. And we went there. It was amazing. Uh, They had so much support. They asked if we could get supplies in. So we loaded our truck up the, the first day and brought a bunch of stuff in. And we've just kind of been doing odd things like that. And, you know, I do a convoy around town, uh, involve the locals. So, you know, so they're involved in this as well. Things like that. So so how many people would you say truckers are within that parliament area where they can't get out? And how many are outside, roughly? What would you estimate? I'd say, I'm going to guess there's a, a couple hundred on Wellington um, mm-hmm. and then probably a few hundred more surrounding it. I see. I'm guessing, I don't know, five or 600, but I, I can't, I wouldn't hold me, hold me to that at all because I haven't seen even a line share of like, I've just seen a glimpse of the trucks. Every time I turn a corner, there's trucks that I didn't know they were there. So I really wouldn't hold me to that at all. I say, I say, I'm I'm, sorry. I've, I've seen it. Um, kind of like the, um, the movement and the flow of people kind of come and go. Um, I went, walked up to parliament the other day and it was just full. I'm like, where, like, even on Wellington, I was like, where did these trucks come from? How did they get there? Cause the cops are like watching and trying to not let anybody in, but mm-hmm. it's, it, so they kind of ebb and flow, but there are tons here. There's other bases, um, like the one where the fuel was raided. Um, there's a base there. There's a bunch of trucks there. There's some trucks out of town. Um, uh, like we're kind of hidden. It, like there's a few, like there's definitely hundreds of trucks out out of town too. I see. Tons. 
Yeah, and more coming. More, like I know you had a few yeah. more questions for Dustin. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So um, I guess uh, we talked about support that's happening. And uh, is this just about the mandates? For us, it is. I, I can't speak for every single person here. The, the problem we have right now is reporters are going around asking everybody, why are you here? What's this about? And whatever this started about, it, it isn't about anymore. There is the, the general, it's about unity and freedom. And you'll get that out of everybody. But if you ask a thousand people why we're here, you're going to get a thousand different answers because this this is no longer a trucker rally. This is a rally around truckers. It, it really is. It's There's more four-wheelers running around here and community support than there is truckers. And it's been like that since day one. So what started out as we're doing this for trucker mandates turned into a much bigger picture. And it's, it's about all mandates. It's about freedom. It's about It's about them not dividing us as a people. Right. We're, we joke about it all the time out here. Uh, I'm, I live in Saskatchewan, but I, I was in Alberta for many years and we're out here joking like, you know, you messed up if you got Alberta and Quebec together and we're all having fun and laughing and we're on the same page and we're hugging each other. And that doesn't happen. And so we want obviously we want mandates removed, but we also want to make sure that this doesn't happen again. And that the truth comes out about everything, whether the truth has been told or it needs to be told, it's all way above my pay grade or my head. Um, but personally, that's why I'm here. And that's the general consensus I get uh, from talking to people out here. Yeah. So what you're saying is what started out with the mandates with the truckers has expanded now to a lot of other people coming out and supporting the movement. And the movement is not just for mandates. It's about for truth and uh, health, freedom, and all, all those things. It's, all, it's essentially congealed together and it's expanded beyond that. Well, that's it. There's so many, that's why I say like, it's so important. I wish the mainstream media would say like, they just pick a topic and they run with it. But you ask a thousand people, you're getting a thousand different answers. Uh, I, I met a couple that she's a nurse, lost her job, didn't get vaccinated. Her husband's an officer of the law. He got vaccinated. They're arguing over their 12-year-old son right now. They were they were high school sweethearts, and it's dividing their family. Um, we've got people that are upset. They don't feel they can have an honest conversation with their doctor anymore because they're worried their doctor may not be giving them the advice they really feel, and that's they say they're worried about that. I haven't had that issue because I haven't had anything really come up with my doctor in the last two years, but that's, that's a concern that we've been hearing. It's just everybody I talk to has a different story and a different reason what, why they're here and what's important to them. And, you know, a lot of people, it's all for the kids. Like we're all worried about where this could go and we don't want to make, we want to make sure it doesn't uh, continue down the path it is, especially when so many other countries are starting to open the doors and they're saying now's the time to start dwindling down and, and let the people be people again. It, it doesn't make any sense for our government to be locking us down more. And that's kind of a really big driver out here right now. Yeah. I mean, Dustin, one of the things we've been, I, I'm not sure how much Desiree shared with you, but back in 2019, you know, we, uh, I, I gave a talk at the national science foundation here talking about the fact that one size doesn't fit all in medicine. The pharma guys basically want to, they, they've come up with a fake science. Uh, I know Ottawa used to go there a lot. There's a lot of universities there, right? A lot of very smart people are on there. But what's happened with science is science has been essentially compromised. So science yeah. basically, because of their relation with pharma, has come up with this uh, fake concept, which is basically to say that 
everyone should get the same. Like, it's like everyone should eat potatoes. Everyone should eat tomatoes or everyone should get the jab. And the reality is science actually shows that one size doesn't fit all. And so that's the truth. But that doesn't make a lot of money because uh, pharma companies want to be able to create a product and give everyone the same product. Yeah. And they can make a ton of money off that because they've been actually losing money. So, it, so guys like Trudeau, guys like even Trump in the United States, right? All these guys um, always talk a good game like they care about the people, the working people. But ultimately, they get bought. They're prostitutes of big pharma. So they control freedom which means they then create fake science and then it hurts the health of all of us. So we've been really um, emphasizing this relationship between truth, freedom, and health, truth, freedom, and health. They're not, you can't just for fight, fight for freedom alone. You can't just fight for truth. You can't just fight for health. They're all very, very closely interconnected. And no. I, I, th I think what you guys are doing and what you've just shared here, um, it's reflecting itself because people are seeing this interconnection, which is very well, yeah. yeah. So, we appreciate okay. everything you're doing. I don't want to take too much more of your time. Uh, did you have any other questions, uh, Desiree? Um, yeah. So uh, last question is, uh, what do you consider victory? Um, you know, I'm going to touch real quick on something on that last one, then I'll answer this if you don't mind. Just yeah. really quickly, I know one thing everybody talks, I'm, I'm just a trucker, I don't know a lot, but I know they talk in the medical community about, uh, I believe it's called peer-reviewed papers or studies. Yeah. And my understanding of that is someone puts something forward and the community gets together and gives an unbiased opinion of what they believe, if it's valid or not. And I believe that process may not be working like it should. And that's part of the problem. Um, that's what I see just, just from the outside. I'm in no way, shape or form attached to the medical community, but well, I, I feel that if you silence the doctors, uh, whether they agree or disagree, I think that's what they do. And that's kind of the purpose of it. Because like science and medicine is, is never fact. It's what you believe now. And in 10 years, I think it evolves. Yeah, definitely. I think you nailed it, Dustin. What um, back in, I mean, my background is, you know, uh, I got a bunch of degrees in science. and I do a lot of this research. But what happened, to your point, is around 1970, there was a time before 1970 going back that scientists used to tell the truth more. You know, they went into academia in fact, Einstein, do you know, never published one paper peer-reviewed, okay? He didn't publish not one paper. Peer review came, it essentially has become an old boys club. So, oh, yeah. so it's, it's like an incestuous thing. So if one guy says vaccines are good for everyone and all the university heads all agree, and if you say something different, you don't get a job in the university. So it's become oh, a little mafia. Yeah. So the yeah. peer review, it sounds good, um, but ultimately what's happened is peer review has been, if someone just put up your peer review, let me just put this up, someone said peer review is a bullying scheme, okay? Uh, but that's what it's become. Not to yeah. say it's all like that, right? But that's what is fundamentally, it's, it's a way to squeeze the, the radicals out who come up with new ideas. And the whole idea of science was always to do revolutionary things. You're supposed to put crazy ideas out there. And so some of them get shot down. Some of them become major breakthroughs. Yeah. But the entire university system through peer review has been a way to keep the riffraffs out. And um, in this movement, what occurred was back in 2020, when we called out probably the first people to call out Fauci, all the other doctors and scientists kept their mouths shut. And if more of them had spoken up in 2020, we wouldn't be in this condition. So a lot of what's happened is the brain set of the doctor and the medical community 
it's to keep people's mouths shut. You know, they basically are slaves. They got golden handcuffs, most of these guys. Yeah. You know, so a year later now the doctors are saying something or two years later. You know, it's great they're doing that, but it's almost like a fireman coming to a situation after the building's burned down. Yeah, well, that makes <laughs> sense. That makes sense. So, um, I guess uh, maybe we should touch on the, the question of what uh, the question is, what would be victory here? Yeah. So that's, I think that's pretty easy. I think we're still on the same page. Uh, end all mandates across Canada, and we're hoping to make sure it doesn't happen again. So and how, do I don't you think know. how do you think the latter is going to happen? Let's say they end the mandates. How do we make sure the next politician comes in, does this, you know, because it's everyone's pissed off. How do we make sure that, you know, the opportunist politicians, there's a lot of them out there, right? Now they're all now they're all jumping on the bandwagon. They didn't say anything two years ago. How do we make sure that they don't do the next thing, you know, or the next thing and the next thing? Well, no, that's it. There, there's some bandwagon jumping for sure. Um, you know, what, what we're hoping here is that federal mandates are going to drop if they get voted tomorrow. And then uh, hopefully that will end the funding for the provincial ones and they will start to follow suit. And from there, one would hope that they're going to get some legislation in place because Canada has spoken here. Canada's really spoken and it's it's been loud. And I, I don't know the politicians can ignore this. Yeah. So, so, what you, so Dustin, what, where, what, what do you think is going to happen tomorrow? You think they're going to end the mandates tomorrow? What's your gut? What I'm hearing is it's sounding like there's a lot of support for this. So we're hoping. Sorry. Here, I'll, grab, I'll grab this phone. Sorry, my wife's just coming in the truck. Yeah. Okay. I'll show you the other daughter. Thank you. How are you? Oh, they're yeah. beautiful kids. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, – I think seeing, seeing how Canada has stood up and come together on this, it's hard for them to ignore – and we're hoping whoever is at the helm of this right now or in the future sees that they don't want this happening again. They don't want to divide Canada in a way that they did. And hopefully they'll pen some legislation to make sure this doesn't happen again. And hopefully the medical community will get behind each other. And when they're allowed to speak again, they'll, they'll bring their voice to the table. Like we've been seeing it in the last six months. The medical community has been standing out a lot more. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll, I'll, I know we want to, we want to let you go. One of the things that we talk about, Dustin, it's really important in the future, and uh, and how we judge these leaders is: do they say the right thing at the right time to the yeah. right people? You know, had many of these doctors spoken up two years ago, you know, it would have been very different. A lot of them knew the situation. So my view is: I trust you guys on the ground, building a bottoms-up movement. We can't trust these academics and the top-down politicians because they'll just go with the wind. So I think it, it, you almost have to put the fear of God into these guys every microsecond, you know, that yeah. you'll always build a bottoms-up movement. And to me, that's the only way to win because they're, 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 they're just bandwagon hoppers. Most of no, that's it. I think as far as we're concerned, like boots on the ground, we're just, we're just grassroots people. That's We've done what we can do here, and we hope that some people – that are a lot more influential than us can get involved when the time is right and make sure this doesn't happen again. Everyone's loving your baby. They go, the cute baby in the truck is awesome. <laughs> Thank you. We see the other one. Yeah, no, both of them. You got, we, yeah. we got, we got, we got uh, two cute babies. All right, Dustin. Thank you, man. Thank you very yeah. much. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, God bless you. You guys are awesome. You know, keep it up. Okay. We're all with you. Thanks Desiree.
Okay, thank you. Thank you very much, Desiree. I'll just wrap up with people. Desiree, thank you so much, right? You're, no Desiree's problem. Your health citizen journalist on the ground. Thanks, Desiree. Awesome. Bye. Yeah, thank you. It's negative 20 degrees out there, everyone, right? <laughs> Thanks, Desiree. All right, everyone. Uh, we want to thank everyone. Thanks, Desiree. We want to thank Dustin and Paul, two truck drivers. As we wanted to share with you, we wanted to get news on the ground. So we had Desiree go on the ground. She drove all the way with a convoy from Saskatchewan. But the critical thing as I close this, I want to let everyone know that we have to intersect truth, freedom, and health. Truth, freedom, and health. And it's really, really important that we do the right thing at the right time with the right people. Back in 2019 and 2020, it was this movement that called out Fauci. Our movement back in 2020 collected close to 150,000 signatures, drove to Trump to fire Fauci. It was our movement that exposed the censorship infrastructure on, on the attack on freedom, how government and big tech work together. And I bring this out because we live in a historic time that every one of you has a huge duty and an opportunity to start learning who the real enemy is and what the real agents of change look like. The real agents of change are not politicians. They're people like Dustin and Paul and people like you on the ground. We need to build up a bottoms up movement, but with the right, with the right political theory. Because you can go and protest, but if you're saying, I'm going to go protest to put another politician in place, that's not going to work either because it'll be, we're going to get fooled again. So I want to emphasize to everyone that it's time that we build a bottoms up movement that takes things truly bottoms up and is not focused on um, you know supporting this politician or that politician because these guys... Uh, will never do anything that's to our interests. And as a part of that, let me uh, show you guys something we've been sharing here as, as we close here. Let me uh, share the screen here. I wanna share with everyone one of the, uh, the uh, oops, let me bring this up. I think I have to do this, one second. Um, here we go. So if you can, if everyone can see this, I think everyone can, uh, let me make this a little bit smaller. I think I have to do this here. Yeah. So if you can all see this, um, I think I got to do this. One second here. Okay. There we go. So if you all can see this, uh, Desiree, hold on. Let me bring um, sorry, I can't hear you. Hold on. Let me bring Desiree in. Um, Desiree, can you see my screen? Um, yeah, I could. You've got the flyer that I was giving oh, people. Okay. Yes, so let me, I'm just going to bring that flyer back up. So let me go go back to the flyer, which is right here. Okay, let me go back to the flyer that I was just sharing with everyone. So in this flyer, uh, which Desiree's been giving out, it says beyond left and right. And the key thing that we want to talk about is this first paragraph. Elites escalate war on working people. Mandates, censorship, election fraud are the final stages of total slavery and consolidation of power. Some people misadvertently think like, oh my God, the mandates now have woken up. You know, we get rid of the mandates. Everything's, you know, going to be great. We got to emphasize that the mandates, the censorship and the election fraud are part of a long cycle of attacks on working people. And we, in the last 16 months, we've seen consolidation of power by the 0.01%. And as the flyer says, how did we get here? We got here by the obvious establishment. It's a collusion, big media, big pharma, big academia, big tech, 
Fox, CNN, Pfizer, Fauci, Google, Facebook, and the not-so-obvious establishment, the left and the right, liberal and conservative, who never say or do the right thing at the right time. Trump didn't do that. Opportunist politicians do that. You know, Joe Rogan do that. The Kennedys didn't do that. The Bernies. And it's part of this Gandhian concept of the not-so-obvious establishment. What do we got to do? Well, number one, we got to start by understanding the science of how the world changes. TruthFreedomHealth.com, we've done that. Number two, we got to act by going on the ground, doing our own standouts, meeting others, you know, bottoms up movements. And three, we have to build community with our fellow Truth, Freedom and Health Warrior scholars locally and globally. And finally, the goal is working people unite, workers unite. That's really the fundamental way that we're going to win. And I want to emphasize that because uh, Desiree is a Truth, Freedom and Health Warrior. She got on that convoy. She's got down there. She's on the ground every day. We have thousands of people on the ground. So when we saw this truckers movement come up, we were very, very excited. We were excited, but we were also optimistically cautious, right? Because we know that the forces of the not so obvious establishment probably want to quiet those people down. So I can't overemphasize. We live in a historic time. This is a time for people to get educated or they'll be enslaved. We So to do that, the big service that our community has done is we've put together a curriculum because you got to understand theory. We've also teach people by practice. If you go to our website, we're telling people how to go on the ground, on the ground, on the ground. Um, we have a bunch of people out in the snow right here, Desiree, uh, who are going out and doing standouts for truth, freedom and help. And I just want to end with playing this video. Do you have any of the last other comments, Desiree, before I play this closing video? No, it's just, you know what, again, like I said, there's so many people and I, ha I honestly was telling Crystal the other day that I don't think I've cried so much, maybe even in my entire life as I have in the last two weeks that the love is here for Canada. Um, people are uniting and it's giving people hope again. Like I've said before, um, I wish this for every country. I wish for everybody to... Um, to take the little bit of hope and bring it back to their communities. And I've been encouraging people along the way. Here's, here's, you know, Dr. Shiva's truth, freedom, health movement. Here's information. Here's what you can take back to the community and run with it. Right. Get yourself educated or be enslaved. <laughs> and um, I hope that this just explodes and that it is down with the establishment. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think the most important thing is we realize that working people are starting to unite. And the establishment is working 24 seven right now to figure out how to make sure that doesn't happen again. And this happened in the 1900s, the 1920s. Every time working people figure this out, that they got a break from politician, build a movement, the establishment starts working very, very quickly to make sure how to create divisions, calling people Nazis or creating this left, right thing or black, white thing. And the establishment has got this down to a science. So we need to understand that science. Desiree, so thank you very much. I'm going to, uh, let me see if I can find this video, but uh, that I have here, that it's, it's an important video because it teaches people what we have to do to win. And it's not about uh, supporting, you know, one politician over another, right? It's about really uh, focus on what it will take to build a movement. And the movement is what's going to win. It's not going to be um, by any other way. Oh, let me, let me, yeah. Go ahead, Desiree, anything else? No, I'm good. I, yeah, I'm good. We need, I guess the one thing, if I could, any other Canadians, um, anybody, everybody, I'm, I've worked in healthcare 18 years. 
anybody and everybody come on down from wherever you are, help hold the line, um, whether that be in a vehicle or whether that be in a hotel or visiting. Hope I just want to encourage more people to come out. To be taken because uh, there is a let me ask you a question, Desiree, is how can people uh, come down there from the U.S. if they want to come down? Oh, um, yeah. maybe the truckers would let them through. I don't know. I think okay. there's, I, I'm getting free chili here. Hold on a second. Okay. All right. See, things just come to my door. Here's my friend, Ryan. Okay, how are oh you doing? Goodness. Thank you. Hi, Ryan. Yeah, We're on the phone with Dr. Shiva. Nice oh. to meet you. How are you? Thank you for bringing food to Desiree. <laughs> Thank you. Good Thank you. Okay. <laughs> His hands are full. So Desiree, I'm going to end with our video, but to everyone listening, we got to escalate the bottoms up movement and we need to understand the physics of this. We can't have a movement without understanding why we need to build a bottoms up movement. So while we're all excited, what's going on, just know that this is just the beginning, but the elites have been doing this attack on working people for at least 70 years. If you go back to, you know, 1970, it's been a long uh, process that this has been going on. So thanks, Desiree. I'm going to play the video for everyone so people um, understand where we're coming from. So let me play it for everyone. Thank you, Desiree. Are yeah, you thank, you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Here we go. We have allowed our country to be taken over from within. And the end goal is you will have a homogenized world where we will become slaves because there is a condition among the elites that really thinks they're better than you, deep down inside them, that you don't deserve the freedoms you have. They don't. This reality is what people need to wake up to, and we need to all unite working people. There's only one movement that can do that, and that is the movement that we started creating here in Massachusetts, the movement for truth, freedom, and health. Look, I've been a student of politics since I was a four-year-old kid, studying revolutionary movements, left wing, right wing. There's a physics, there's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment. To build a bridge, you need to understand Newton's equation. You need to understand the laws of gravity. You need to understand Poisson's ratio. There is a way to build a revolution. And that's why I put this together. My goal is to train a army of truth, freedom and health leaders. We don't need followers like social media, we need leaders, mm -hmm. but they, they need training because the educational system does not teach them history, nothing. So in three hours, that's what I've started doing. That's the solution. Wow. We gotta train people. First with understanding what a system is. The second is understanding the interconnection between truth, freedom, and health. Freedom is the ability to move freely, communicate freely, right? Talk freely. Without freedom, you cannot convert ideas, hypothesis into truth, which is science. And without freedom, you can't really get to truth. And without truth, you make up fake problems and fake solutions, which means you destroy our health. And without health, which is the infrastructure of us and our body, you can't fight for freedom. Third concept is it has to be bottoms up, working people, people who work uniting. And what the right wing has done is whenever you say working people unite, that must be communist. Meanwhile, they've let the Democrats run unions, which suppress workers, completely corrupt. But when you look at the arc of American history, it's been when working people came up. We need to go local. Every solution I'm coming up with as a part of this movement, we're giving the science, which is the truth, and then we tell people what they can do on the ground. Like with election fraud, you don't need to wait for some lawyer. Our goal is to train people, Dave, to go local, to go local, to go local, fight locally. Forget lawyers, forget politicians, forget celebrities. You got to learn politics, and there is a science to it. They lock us down, we should be ready to shut them down. And the fourth part of this principle is a not so obvious establishment. 
So when you look at a system, there's always something that disturbs you from getting to your goal. Well, the biggest disturbance is a not-so-obvious establishment, which are those people who claim they're for you, on the left and the right, the Al Sharptons who tell black people I'm for you, the Tucker Carlsons. Do you think any true anti-establishment person will ever be on Fox or CNN? I don't think so. They both mislead working people back into the establishment. Without this solid understanding of political physics and theory, you're screwed. You're going to follow on the, the left wing, Bernie Sanders. Oh, he said something. Or Robert Kennedy. Scumbags. Or you're going to follow, you know, some right wing talk show host. They're not going to lead us to liberation. It's us. And that political physics, it's a nuclear science of change. Bottoms up. We have to organize to understand that there is people who talk a good game and then look at what they actually do, left and right. I'm sorry, Sean Hannity may say some good things, but I don't see the urgency in his voice to get something done, and it can only come when you weaponize yourself with the right knowledge. You need to be able to identify a rat. You know, Christ didn't go after the Romans, right? It was the Pharisees and the Sadducees who screwed him up, his own quote-unquote people. And that's where we're at. So these four concepts I've built into a curriculum. People can go to bashiva.com, and it's an educational program. We need to train people in political theory. You need to have physics, and I've created that curriculum. People need to get educated. We need to get educated fast. And within a half an hour, an hour, I can teach people. Two years of MIT control systems, I teach people those concepts. Then I apply it, anyone can understand it. And then you say, oh, I gotta build a bottoms up movement. They have to get politically astute, and then they have to go locally and act, not sit there on social media. They have to act locally, defy locally, be, do civil obedience locally, but with knowledge on how to build a movement. And the Senate campaigns expanded to the movement for truth, freedom, and health, and they can find it on Vias and Victor A. Shiva, vashiva.com, so people can sign in, they can get access to a bunch of videos. If they want to take a course and become a truth, freedom, and health leader, I offer a full scholarship there. But we want people to make a commitment that they'll study, that they'll get certified, that they'll go do activities on the ground. So go to VA Shiva, Victory America Shiva, VAShiva.com. So anyway, thank you, everyone. Let me bring back Desiree. Desiree, are you there? So thanks, Desiree. Yep. Have no problem. It's cold out there, but it was awesome. Everyone really enjoyed it. We had over a thousand people on. Wonderful. And yeah, please thank Dustin and Paul for sharing, you know, letting you into their life and, and sharing with everyone else. And I know yeah. it's important for them. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Perfect. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Be well. Thanks, okay. everybody. Bye bye. Thank Bye. You. Be well. Keep warm. <laughs> bye bye.